Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brave X Empower, a podcast that discusses gender inequality and bullying in STEM. I'm your host, Michaela Pellerin. Today we have a very special guest joining us, Tiga. I'm so excited to have you as our second ever guest speaker on the internationally streaming podcast. Hi! (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. We haven't spoken in a long time. I know, it's been so long. Oh my god. It's been since like middle school, I think. Yeah, do you want to tell them how we met? Yeah, okay, so we met, um, I don't remember what year, but it was, like, definitely more than, like, six years ago, I would say. Yeah, I was in grade. Yeah, so, like, we we go way back, guys. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. I think it was a ballet class. Um, We did dance together, is the background. And um, I remember you, when I first saw you, you just walked in and obviously you didn't know a lot of people. And I remember just like being so excited because I could tell like already you were like a really nice person. And I was like, okay, yeah, she's going to be my friend. So yeah, I think we just like, sweet. yeah, no, I was so excited because like there weren't like, I didn't have a lot of friends there. And it was like, I don't know, just like refreshing for a new person to come in and you just like already I could tell your energy was just really bright and happy and I was like okay this is gonna work so well. Oh my gosh that's so funny because I remember feeling comfortable around you because of your smile and your beautiful dimple. Oh my god thank oh my you. Gosh. I used to I've... not like my dimples by the way but then like I, really I got a lot of compliments. Yeah no <laughs> I don't know why either because like I love them now so <laughs> Yes, very gorgeous. I'm happy you still have it. Thank you. Grown up more, but would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, Yeah, so, um, well, my name's Tiga, obviously. It's a pretty unique name. Um, I don't think I've ever actually heard someone else with that name before, but it's just um, the first two letters of my grandmother's name and the first two letters of my grandfather's name. So Teresa and Gary, thank you for this name. That's um, <laughs> so unique. I love that. Right? Like, that's one of my favorite fun facts about myself. You know, like, it's just, you know, a cute little fact. So. That's a good <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, no, because um, whenever, like, someone first meets me, meets me, I can be like, yeah, this is where my name came from, you know, because it's something you don't hear often, so. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but um, other than that, I've been, like, pretty interested in, like, the arts. Like, you know, like I said, we... Michaela and I danced together for a really long time honestly it was years and years and Mm -hmm. I had done that for like 13 years and then I've been an artist like with painting and all that for as long as I can remember and then more recently I've gone into the STEM field which I guess we're going to talk about on this podcast so yes I'm very excited to have you you're my second guest ever so very honored oh my gosh I couldn't think of anyone more intelligent and kind to come on and just share their experiences because you're also very accomplished and have really a great background oh you're so kind oh Oh my gosh thank you (laughs) 
So since you mentioned STEM, let's get into that. So what have your experiences been in STEM so far? Because you're, you're a senior in high school. Let's mention that as well. Yeah, I'm a senior in high school, so about to graduate. <laughs> yes, very exciting. Um, so I guess I never really, growing up, like, really knew what STEM was. I, I just didn't acknowledge it. Um, and I, um, I go to Baxter Academy. It's in Portland. It's a technology science school, so it's a STEM school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I really started getting into STEM is when I went there because um, I didn't, I, well, I guess you should give this backstory. Um, I was homeschooled for six years of my life. So basically when Michaela and I met, I was homeschooled. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a big thing for me too. But um, yeah, so uh, I got to Baxter and I didn't really know what STEM was, you know, I was homeschooled. So I just didn't really have a label for what this field was I guess yeah definitely yeah so like when I got there it was kind of like oh what is this like got exciting and I remember I was very intimidated at first I thought I can do it because um obviously STEM is very male dominated unfortunately yeah um uh and that meant that my school is very male dominated and I ended up being like one you know, most of the time throughout my entire high school career, I guess, um, being the only female in any of my classes, like, especially STEM, I'd say like, you know, the other classes would have more of a mix, but more STEM related classes would just have like me and a bunch of guys. And I was very intimidated because I felt in a weird way, like below, like average one, because like, you know, I was the odd one out because, you know, I was the only woman in the room. Yes. And then two, because I was homeschooled for six years and I felt behind and like, you know, I wasn't up to par, I guess. And I had a specific teacher. We love her. Her name was Gretchen. She doesn't teach at Baxter anymore. But if you're hearing this, I love you. (laughs) Um, But she was my math teacher and she just instilled a lot of confidence in me. And uh, math was my worst subject. And then you know, she put so much confidence in me that I ended up just last year, I won the uh, excellence in math award for all of my school. So I like, you know, that was pretty accomplishing. And it was a good feeling. Thank you. I didn't even know I was going to get the award. I just knew like, you know, I was working hard. And you know, I guess she saw that too. And all my years working with her. Um, But you know, like I, like I said, I started off like, really fearing it and not really knowing what to do and then I ended up you know winning an award so it's like I guess you can start anywhere is my point yeah that's awesome um what that makes me think about though is are my last guest speaker that you'll all be hearing about soon once that episode is published Mm -hmm. um she grew up as a young girl with both her parents as scientists so she had a cool house growing up and so it had always been a part of her life, which I thought was really wow. interesting. And then for you, you hadn't been introduced until, was it ninth grade? Yeah, ninth grade. I really had never been introduced to the STEM field. I mean, there have been other ways, but I guess we can talk about that in a minute. But like, I I didn't really have an interest in, like a big interest in other parts of STEM other than science till like I got to ninth grade. And even then I was like, you know, only a little bit interested. And it was like, I guess there's, it's never too late to start and start loving something. You shouldn't like think, oh, I'm too old. I can't start doing this thing that sounds cool to me. Yeah, I absolutely agree. 
Um, I think I was in third grade when I first really began liking science and similar to you, it was because of a teacher I had. She actually used science as a reward. If our class behaved well and got enough marbles in the jar, then we would be able to do science on Fridays and we would do experiments and we would build stuff. We did the egg drop where you stand at the top of the stairs and you have to protect your egg. Yeah. So like engineering, it was really awesome how she used it as a reward. And it was something that we did get excited about. And from there, I started um, participating in science fairs and I just took it upon myself to make it a part of my extracurriculars yeah so I think my question for you would be do you think it would be beneficial to be implementing STEM for younger kids oh 100% I think if I was given this confidence at a younger age I'd probably be further on than I am right now which, you know, obviously I've done a lot in my life already, only being 18, but I think if someone had, like, done something to, like, really get me involved, you know, while I was younger, I would just have an even bigger love for it now, and I already do have a big love for it, of course, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just so important to show people, like, different aspects of, like, this is what you can be, or if you don't want to do anything in STEM, you don't have to, but this is an option for you. Yeah, I think just making it an option, just like you said, is really great, and then also showing that it can be fun, especially for kids. Like, my teacher used it as a reward, and science fairs were, you know, awards come with that as well, so. Yeah, no, I. All the fun aspects of it, and how, like, it doesn't have to be like sitting at a computer and coding or sitting at your table doing math. Like it can be like hands on. And I don't know. I think it's a great thing for young kids, especially. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I love that your science teacher actually, instead of like using it as a punishment, used it as a reward. Cause mm-hmm. that doesn't, you don't see that often. Most of the time when teacher yeah. like personally my teacher would be like oh we're gonna do math now we're gonna do science and get excited like you know they'd be like <laughs> super like make it out like it was this bad thing and it's just like no you should be encouraging it and treating it like this exciting thing and oh my goodness we're gonna do this today and it's gonna be so cool instead of downplaying it I guess like I think that's awesome your teacher did that yeah I agree and my mom is also an elementary teacher and I know she she does a lot of experiments for science because she knows mm-hmm. how it engages kids. And she recently started implementing coding. There's a great site Ooh. for young kids where they make it like a game, but it's also extremely educational. And yeah. she had a lot of kids, especially girls, actually, who were really interested and doing well. And they were going home and doing it as an activity for fun and I think just by implementing it and giving it to these kids as young as eight and nine or even younger, I think it's something that they're interested in if we're presenting it in ways that's fun for them and understandable. Yeah, that is so important. And let me just say, I love your mom for that. (laughs) That is so smart. Oh my gosh. Do you remember her? (laughs) Yes, of course. She's so (laughs) nice. (laughs) I remember I came over to your house for that pool party and she was just so sweet oh Oh, my goodness that was so fun that was such a good day yeah it was (laughs) I think it ended up raining though no it definitely did and the power went out while we were cooking pasta or something (laughs) oh yeah we had to like have crunchy pasta 
funny. It was still good though. <laughs> That's a good memory. <laughs> yeah. But, so um, yeah. Just to piggyback on STEM, what are your goals for the future? So my goals, I have uh, applied and gotten into a bunch of colleges recently. So congratulations. Thank you. They're mostly in the Boston area, if that matters, but, you know, it's kind of exciting. But, um, yeah, so I am planning on going into a nursing program and hopefully, like, get my bachelor's degree, which is exciting. That's amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited. It's just, this has been a dream all of my life. I'm so excited, so, so excited. Um, Did you always know you wanted to be a nurse? Yeah, so I actually wrote my college essay about this, like when what you submit into Common App for mm-hmm. um, colleges look at, I guess. Um, and it was about like why I decided I wanted to be a nurse. And it was um, this one day I went to one of my cousin's graduation. I was so young. He's like, I don't know, like 20 something years older than me. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was very young. Um, and I remember my aunt had flown into town and she had asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I kind of didn't know what to say. So I said, I wanted to be a nurse. And, you know, my entire family was excited. It was just like, that's an amazing career. You'd love it. You'd be amazing. You know, that encouragement, you know, stuck with me. And then I've had a lot of um, instances throughout my life where I've had to kind of take on the role of nurse within my family. Mm-hmm. So I think that just like instilled in myself, like, this is what I want to do. It makes me very happy. And, you know, at, as since we were talking about school and like getting excited about STEM, uh, when I first started going back to public school, I got really excited about science again. And it was, it was honestly so great. And I've taken a bunch of classes in it and it's been honestly awesome. It's just reinstilled my love and just reinforce that this is the field I want to be in. That's amazing. And I love that you mentioned having support from your family, especially when you were young, because I think having that encouragement is really awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely good to have a support system, even if it's not your family, if that's like not where you get your support from, getting a good group of friends or just chosen family, you know, that really have your back and really think, yeah, this is perfect for you. And I believe in you and you're doing amazing. And you can find that in anyone that makes you feel comfortable. And I just think it's very, very important to have in your life. Yeah. And it's not even about necessarily having like other people believe in you because you really just have to believe in yourself, but it's really just having people to encourage you and keep you going for the times yeah, just, when there might be burnout or bad things just naturally happen throughout life. And so just having people to lean on, I think is really important, like you were saying. Yeah, having people to fall back on is just always amazing. I mean, you know, I have a lot of confidence and I know that, you know, what I'm doing is right and I believe in myself, but it's always good to, you know, see a friend and then be like, you're doing so great. Or like my family members being like, we're really proud of you. And it just really keeps you pushing sometimes. Like I'm doing the right thing for myself. Yeah, exactly. Just that encouragement. I love that. Very important. (laughs) Yeah. But so I actually like 
to in talk about like I guess some of those experiences that I've had that reinforced me wanting to be a nurse mm-hmm. um you know sometimes you don't know what you want to be in life but you know look at the moment I guess you have to look at the moments that like you felt amazing in what you were doing um yeah is what I'd say is like you know if you don't know what you want to do just look in look in and see at what moment were you happiest and I've noticed that in my life I have been happiest when I'm helping people yeah no absolutely and yeah so I just think like if you're struggling and you don't know if something's right for you then maybe you just say like does this really make me happy you know yeah like so I want to be a pediatrician and so amazing <laughs> thank you so ever <laughs> over the past few years I've been to job shadows and club meetings mm-hmm. and stuff that are like pre-med based basically and mm-hmm. sometimes we'll as students we'll get asked well why do you want to be a doctor and there's been a handful of kids that have just either not known or just said for the money or something like that mm-hmm. and you could just tell the passion wasn't there whereas I think they would have been more excited about something that was more meaningful to them even if it did make less money or something so just where what you were saying like picking something you're passionate about is going to just be more important I feel like than anything else yeah it's going to be a lot more fulfilling for you and I think mm-hmm. also like a good point to make as well is you know you may have been at your happiest while you're doing this but you saw people that were looking down on you and it's like you had those people in your life who were like looking down on you then just know like you know their opinion doesn't matter for one like you know you were at your happiest and that's what matters and it's that's what's holding you back from like you know instead of doing nursing you know being an artist for example like be an artist mm-hmm. those people who are looking down on you don't matter you know yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. So let's shift into bullying a little bit. So if you're comfortable sharing, you don't absolutely don't have to, but have you ever experienced bullying before? Yeah, I think I'm totally comfortable with sharing this at this point. Okay. Probably a few years ago, I wouldn't have been. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely have experienced my fair share of bullying in my life. Um, I was like I said, homeschooled, which came with a lot of people saying, you know, like, I'm stupid, I don't have a point in life, you know, just really saying the meanest things about my intelligence and just saying, like, I'm not going to go anywhere because of it. Wow, well, you certainly proved them wrong in that aspect. Right? They're really, like, wrong, Um, and they're just, like, looking at their comments now and wishing they hadn't, you know, at least that's what I'm hoping. (laughs) Yeah, so, but were you verbally bullied or was it on the internet? So actually most of my bullying was verbally like face to face. These bullies did wow. not hide behind a screen. <laughs> they did not care. Um, no, uh, I'm so actually sorry around that you. totally okay. Like I am so okay with it now. I know that like I, personally I'd say I use it more as encouragement now. Like I'm proving them wrong every day. So I'm fine that it happened at this point. That's you know, I'm just like, mindset. yeah, because if you have the mindset of, well, they're just jealous of you, they don't know what they're talking about, they don't know your life, you know, just use it as a way to prove them wrong and be like, I'm better than you ever imagined that I could be. And not even just proving them wrong, just prove to yourself, you know, 
you're better than you could ever imagine you could be, you know? Absolutely. And it can kind of bring peace to yourself, being able to not dwell on what they're saying and sort of forgive them in a way, not because what they did was okay, but just Mm -hmm. so you can move on and focus on yourself ultimately and not focus on the negativity that these people are Yeah. A big part of moving on is having to forgive the people that brought you down, which is, you know, it's hard to do, but in the long run, it's just going to make yourself feel so much better. Yeah, it definitely frees you. Oh, for sure. But um, yeah, I guess going back on the line of bullying and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. I was definitely being bullied about that during the time that we met. (laughs) Um, Yes. But that's like that soon. Yeah, no, it started from second grade. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember, yeah, yeah and I, that's why I didn't have a lot of friends at the dance studio we were at. And it was so refreshing when Michaela came in because she's so nice and amazing. I was oh like, oh, finally, yeah. someone who's not going to say mean things. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but that's no, so and um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of crazy that they had the guts to say that at such a young age, but it definitely, um, the bullying didn't stop when I got to high school either because I was the homeschooled girl in the all boys class. Yeah. So when you transitioned, it does seem like it was a little bit of a gender inequality situation. Yeah. And I'd never experienced that before. Cause you know, I was at my house, my brother and I, and my mom, it was oh. just, you know, it was just him and I, we were equals and we were both like doing our own learning. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, like, when I first got to my school, and obviously Baxter's not a school that's known for bullying or anything. It's just, you know, like, it's going to happen anywhere. But um, yeah. I remember, like, certain boys in the class would uh, be like, oh, you're stupid. You don't know this. And, you know, like, I would have a moment where I wasn't taught something because my mom isn't a certified teacher and she didn't know how to teach me that. So something that they had learned in elementary school I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh my God, you're so stupid. You don't know anything. You're not going to go anywhere. And it just like all came back where I thought I was escaping that from going to public school, but it just like kind of chased me like yeah. the bullying, which was weird. I didn't expect that at all, actually. Oh, that's um, so horrible. I'm so sorry they said that to you. It's okay. Honestly, like I said, I'm just using it more like as a confidence boost, um, yeah. more like pushing myself forward and you know in that time I didn't realize that you know they didn't know what they're saying and they were just being really just rude and like it had nothing to do with me and I didn't realize that at the time but now that I've like gotten more peace with the whole thing I'm kind of just like you know like of course I didn't know what the teacher was talking about that's not my fault and like they shouldn't have had any effect on me even though they did and that's okay that they had an effect on me for a while like you're totally like it's normal to feel really hurt from thing mean things people say to you but like it gets it's gotten a lot better for me and I know like as long as you keep trying and you keep holding yourself up you're gonna escape that like part of your life and you're not gonna have as many people like who are constantly just saying mean things to you if you keep making yourself better and keep 
trying hard and you just don't give in to what they're saying, they're not going to have anything to say soon enough. So what do you think schools and workplaces should be doing to take preventative measures to combat bullying? So for me personally, um, my teachers actually recognize because my school is very open with their teachers. You know, we go by first name basis with all our teachers. We're like very friendly with each other. It's not like that's very different. Yeah, it, yeah. it's very nice. I, it's very refreshing, honestly. Um, but since, you know, she, she took very close. A lot of my teachers have taken a lot of close attention, like, OK, this person is being really rude to this person. Let's change the seating arrangement or. Even I think one teacher, um, I was in a math or science class, I don't remember, but it was all boys and myself once again. And I remember um, I was sitting there and this guy was being very, very aggressive, saying things that I do not dare repeat again, Mm. Um, especially on a podcast. (laughs) But he was just being very, very aggressive and saying some of the worst things you could to a person really and I remember feeling deeply deeply hurt for them because I you know I was already struggling with all the other bullying and this one just brought me down even worse because it was the worst of them all and Mm -hmm. I remember um the next time I walked into class my teacher had completely changed the seating arrangement where he was on the opposite side of the room with me and apparently he had to have a meeting with our guidance counselor well, that's good. It sounds like your school is very good about handling that and noticing that. Yeah, and I'm actually pretty proud of that. And I think if other schools were like to tune in and like wonder what can we do to help with bullying is make sure your teachers are paying attention to like how people are interacting with each other. You know, like it's I know it's a lot to teach and pay attention to what this table is doing and these two are doing and you know whatever, but if you hear like some mean comments, maybe like bring it up to the school and change the seating or do whatever you can to try to get your students out of that bad situation. Yeah, I think, so it sounds like you're saying faculty intervention is something that has helped you and that would benefit others. Yeah, I would agree because especially like in school, like whether you're in elementary, middle, high, whatever, high school, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're more vulnerable. And you're going to be like less likely to be able to stand up for yourself and know what to say. So if someone else can say that for you, it would probably be your best bet. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to know all the right words. And especially an adult and an authoritative figure as well, who's facilitating the resolution to combat this, these separate bullying situations. I think that's also helpful because students are kind of on a more equal playing ground and they can bring friends in and kind of have like little alliances versus <laughs> if you have um, teachers and principals involved, there's going to be more repercussions and more things in terms of punishments on how to handle situations. So I think I if we, we get more training for faculty, I feel like especially in high school and middle school, just because kindness isn't as promoted as much Mm. Um, I think that would be really helpful to prevent and resolve bullying situations I totally agree because I think if you're not you're not fully mature enough in middle school and high school 
all the time. I mean, you know, there are some people that are more more mature than others, but Mm -hmm. you might not be emotionally mature enough to handle a situation. And, you know, high school and middle school, they can become like social battlegrounds, I guess. And having a good mediator between the two would be great. And I totally agree that maybe some more training on what you should do in certain situations for faculty members could really prevent someone's experience from being completely negative. Yeah, absolutely. So just to address the flip side about what we were talking about earlier, what are some things you think men can be doing to make women in STEM feel more respected and valued because you weren't feeling valued when you were the only girl in those classes of all boys? You know, I, this is a good question. Um, So I personally think, well, some instances for me may have been, I suggested we try this way of doing things and everyone was like, no, let's not do that. And I didn't even get a chance for my ideas to be, you know, heard out. So I think Mm -hmm. treating everyone like you're equal is a very good way to start. And try out the ideas and you may sure not all of them are going to work, but maybe your idea didn't work either. You know, like just make sure everyone on your team feels valued and don't immediately assume someone doesn't know how to do something. If like they seem slightly confused at first, you know? Yeah, absolutely. This was something that I, I had talked about in episode two with Emma. Um, She was just, she, I asked her this question or something similar, and she was just saying, listen to everyone's ideas. And we talked about that for a little bit, just the power of listening and not thinking you're better than anyone else, because we all think differently and we're all creative in our own ways and have different strengths. And when we come together and use everyone for like what they're best at, and we put that together, mm-hmm. then that's when really cool things happen. Yeah, I think it's very, very, very important to listen because we're never going to get anywhere by doing the same things over and over again. So when someone has a new idea, hear them out, listen to them, try. If it doesn't work, that's okay. You've learned something new. You had a new experience. And if it does work, then like amazing that it worked and you gave them the opportunity to show you an amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about math, for example, There's different ways to solve problems. You know, sometimes they'll show you two different formulas or two different methods rather. And, you know, someone had to think outside of the box to stray away from the first method to even figure out that, hey, this works too. So it's just, I think it's just tapping into your creative side also with STEM and implementing that in ways and sharing it with others. And even if the whole thing doesn't work, hopefully aspects of it and little pieces can contribute to the bigger projects. Yeah, I definitely don't think a lot of people know how creative STEM can be as well. Like oh, it is a very creative- projects you've done? Yeah, so I, I don't have like a ton of STEM related projects personally, but oh, no I have done a lot of community building projects over the year, I guess. I guess we can connect my STEM projects more like towards the math side. Um, I did run a like tea and coffee cafe at my school and we had to figure out profits and all that. So that was, I guess, the STEM part, but it was more community building, making a spot at my school where we could 
I guess, all come together and like, you know, talk and have a break and all that. So that was a lot of fun. Wow, um, that's amazing. I know it was so much fun. And I guess I, I run a few businesses. I've also um, run a snack shack slash ice cream shop. Um, oh my goodness. That's down so- in Lyman. <laughs> right. It was so much fun. I did it at a dirt bike track and I set up my shop there and it brought in a lot of money, but I had to end because of COVID, unfortunately. But oh, that's one of my biggest accomplishments. It's just, it was this amazing business. I had, I had my own employees. I had, um, wow. yeah, I had to do like all the inventory, pick up products, do shipments, you know, all that stuff, all while also working. And it just, it was an amazing experience and I never thought I'd do it. And I guess what I learned from it is really just like, if you're given an opportunity, you should, you might as well just like try it. You'll never know what you're going to like. And honestly, that was a great experience for me. And I'm so glad I did it. Yeah, that's incredible. So it was a lot of fun. As we begin to wrap up, is there anything you would like to touch on that you haven't gotten a chance to yet? Um. I think time left if there's anything else yeah so I don't know I think my big thing is like just believe in yourself and believe in the people around you that they're going to support you you know find that group of people that you know is going to support you and love you and you know things may change or you know you find new people but that's okay just know you have like the people around you no matter what is important Yeah, that's great advice. And that really connects to everything we've talked about today. Yeah, Um, it's really about your community. (laughs) Yes, definitely. It takes a village for sure. Oh Um, my God, yeah. But I just wanted to ask, what would your best piece of advice for someone who's experiencing bullying right now, what would you tell them? Yeah, so like I kind of touched on this earlier, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, just don't give up. Don't give in because you're not going to get anywhere by believing everything that someone who's bullying you or saying mean things to you says. You're only going to get somewhere if you move past it and you encourage yourself and you continue to push yourself to be better than you were the day before. And you owe it to yourself really to not give up. You owe it to yourself to keep moving and keep doing what you love, no matter what anyone says, because You know, I pushed through it and at the end of the day, I'm really happy with what I've done and what I've been able to accomplish. So it, you push past the level of their bullying and they don't have anything to say anymore. You know, you're, you're at a different level where you've kept pushing yourself and you kept believing in yourself that they can't even attempt to say these things anymore because they know you've done amazing and they know like, you know, you're proving them wrong and it just helps to build the confidence. And I, now I don't even think about those days is like the worst part of my life anymore and I don't like look back on the days of bullying and think like wow they were right I know they were wrong and I know I proved it to myself that I am who I am I guess wow that's incredible advice and you sound so powerful when you're talking and authentic and I love that about you and how you were able to really articulate throughout this entire conversation and it sounds like you're very wise for your age as well. But well, I'm know. so excited to say that you're going to be a nurse because that's just the perfect I'm, career for you. I'm so excited. And 
you know, another thing to mention to the listeners is mm-hmm. I used to be the shyest person that you have ever met. I didn't speak a single word. I would keep my mouth shut. I'd stand in the back of the room. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I had one friend, one or two friends, you know, I didn't talk to people. And, you know, even coming on this podcast today is a big step for me showing myself, you know, I've come a long way and, you know, you can build the confidence within yourself to get to where I am of, I'm not as shy anymore. I'm pretty outgoing now, I'd say. And, you know, you always have like chances. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty great. I mean, look at you now you're speaking on Spotify and Apple podcasts, you know, (laughs) you know, just kind of a celebrity. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just a little bit of celebrity it's fine guys it's fine yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh well I'm so happy for you and I'm so excited to continue to follow your journey and to see what you do Thank in the you. future would you like to plug your Instagram handle yeah it's at tega t-e-g-a dot j-a-e perfect definitely go check yeah. out her account and continue to follow her journey guys because Thank you. I know she has incredible things in store for her yeah and actually I would like to plug a quick little project that's coming up oh my god please do (laughs) yeah so um I work with Preble Street in Portland and I work at the Preble Street Receiving Center which is where we take in donations and stuff and pretty soon probably March around March we're going to be doing a um clothing drive and we're going to be taking in donations through Baxter Academy in Portland so if you'd like to drop off anything I would love to get the donations and just even if you can't donate like spread the word about Preble Street you know like it's very very important to help your community and you know we have um, volunteering open anytime it seems a lot daunting to first start signing up but I've been volunteering for a while now every Friday and really, it just gives you a fulfilling feeling. So if you feel like you can help out your community, definitely do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. If you're from Maine, definitely consider helping Tito with that and giving to Preble Street. Um, but if you're not from Maine, um, Preble Street is actually a food shelter service here. Um, and they do amazing work there. Well, shelter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you're from somewhere else... Um, just anywhere make sure you're looking at your local shelters as well yeah exactly looking at your local shelters and asking what they need and contacting them whenever you get the chance and if you have the time or just like the time to just post like online even like to promote your local shelter that's like good enough to help the community because someone will see that and they will be like huh maybe I could help out there you know yeah it's the little things yeah for sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much for being a guest speaker you were absolutely fabulous you dropped so much good advice oh thank you thank you for having me I loved it oh my gosh of course I think everyone will be very excited to listen to all of your insight thank you Um, (laughs) but thank you for to all of our listeners for listening to the third ever episode of the podcast Brave X Empower. And of course, another very big thank you to Tiga for coming on to share <laughs> more about who she is and for providing lots of great advice. 
Um, and before you go, I'll just add the Instagram handle of the podcast, which is Brave X Empower. And now you can tune in for free on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Oh,